Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to episode 108 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. We are coming to you on Friday, February 23rd, 2018. This is an emergency show. I am sure that you were waiting for it because, as everybody knows, this morning there was a Yahoo Sports article by Pat Forty and Pete Thamel detailing all kinds of stuff about the ongoing FBI investigation into corruption among NCAA basketball. Uh, so we're going to get to that in one second. Let me just quickly introduce ourselves. Uh, I am your host for this show, Sam Klein. I am coming to you from Denver. We don't have Donald for this because uh, we did have to kind of put this together last minute. So I am only joined by Jason Evans in Atlanta. Jason, good evening. How are you? I'm I'm fine. I'm glad you could make it. I, I Folks, I was the one who said we got to do an emergency podcast on this because if you turn on ESPN, if you go to ESPN.com or... Uh, Yahoo, you name it, all the news services, everyone who covers the sports news, this is the main story. This is the lead story today. And and they're putting Duke in the lead. And we need Which to talk is, about that. Right. So so let, let, let's give the quick background. So if you'll recall, um, to kind of refocus this on us, because of course, everything has to be about us. Um, a few days ago, we talked about the preliminary story that came out from Yahoo Sports that Big things were coming, and I kind of dismissed it as there wasn't really a lot of detail. We didn't really, we didn't know what was coming. Um, we didn't know which programs were going to be mentioned, what the what the degree of it was, and and my take um, that is a little bit uh, wrong today. But but I think we're going to get to why we don't think it's a huge deal. Was that um, because Chris Chris Patola had written an article about how he just wanted all the facts to come out, made me think that oh well. Duke is probably not involved because, you know, he's he's really connected to our program and, and cares about it. But fast forward to today. So it's Friday morning, uh, early, early Friday morning. I woke up and and the this thing was already out. Um, and so the Yahoo Sports article today details lots and lots of payments. It sounds like most of it came from um, this Christian Dawkins uh, fellow who's a, an agent um, he has an agency called well, ASM yeah. Sports. So, so right? yeah, so, so so let's be clear um, about this. So uh, Andy Miller is the agent, ASM okay. Sports. Andy Miller's the agent. Christian Dawkins is not an agent. Christian Dawkins is an employee of ASM. He was essentially their runner. And you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, runner. Um, right. So he's, so that, he's yeah, bringing, he, he's he's bringing the, the money man. to all these various, yeah, he's, he's the bag he's man. Bag Although man. if you, if you have, you know, we have referenced the the bagman story the the bagman at SB Nation story uh, about college football this is a little bit different because in the in in the college football realm um, the bagmen are you know boosters of the programs who are who are doing this right, right. The, the difference here with college basketball is that when these kids are 15 16 17 years old they're already apparently it seems from this, this reporting you know getting hooked up with with NBA agents because in two, three years time, they're going to be high draft picks. And, and there's, there's a lot of correlation between where you are in the recruiting rankings and whether or not you will be a first round pick, you know, after one or two years in college. But so, uh, so we see a lot of this detail from, from Christian Dawkins's runnings um, with all these various players. And it is, it is players from, from lots of different schools all over the country. He's meeting with kids. It's like, if you are a, a top 30 recruit, there's a chance that this guy has met with you at some point in your high school career. So getting to that's the, his job. That's his, yeah. that's what he's supposed to he is. That's 
Christian Dawkins is paid to establish relationships with top recruits and their families with the hope that Andy Miller will become the agent of those top recruits and their families. And and getting to the Duke-specific aspect of this. So um, one of the line items on the bank statement um, was about $100 for Wendell Carter's mom, apparently, to eat dinner at Longhorn Steakhouse with lunch, Christian Dawkins. Lunch, 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 not dinner. Lunch, excuse me. I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I went to a Longhorn Steakhouse. I don't know, you know what the distinction is. So, um, But... There's been a lot of reporting today. I'm sure that anyone who is who is bothering to download this episode has probably, you know, drank from the fire hose of of NCAA rulebook today and knows all about this. But Jason, why don't you kind of sum up how big this violation is for Wendell Carter and what it means for him and for Duke, you know, this season because he's obviously on the team and a key player right now and further from that kind of where his line item here fits among the rest of the uh of the you know potential alleged i guess violations that are going on here well so first of all the most important thing the the headline as far as i'm concerned from from duke's standpoint is that duke says that wendell carter will not be impact his eligibility will not be impacted by this Duke says that they've looked, they, they don't mention his name they say a student athlete although we all know which one um and they say, based on the available information, there are no eligibility issues. And that Duke has contacted the NCAA and will work with the NCAA and the ACC. Um, and that there's nothing, as far as Duke's concerned, there's nothing to see here. Uh, so let's say, let's pretend for a moment that, that what happened on the expense report is true. And that Wendell Carter's mother went to lunch with... Uh, with a, with a, a the runner for an agent with with Mr. Dawkins and that uh, that that Dawkins paid for her meal. Um, that's in in from the evidence we have today. That's the worst case scenario for Duke. Again, worst case scenario for Duke. Wendell Carter's mom went to lunch with a runner for an agent and that he paid one hundred and six dollars and thirty six cents for that meal. Now, hard to say if anyone else was at that lunch. Um, I mean, certainly Wendell wasn't at it. He would have indicated that on the expense report. So it's just Wendell's mom who's there. I don't know if maybe Dawkins had a friend or an associate who was there as well. $106 for one meal. I guess if you got a bottle of wine and maybe some drinks, you could get there. But I mean, Longhorn, it's not like you're going to the Ritz-Carlton or, or a super fancy restaurant. Longhorn's nice, but $106 for lunch at Longhorn. I mean, did they both order the Porter House? I mean... Do they have a Do they have a surf and turf at Longhorn Steakhouse? Yeah, they probably do. So, okay, uh, but, but uh, looks at, that's probably like a it's a two or three por- person bill, and uh, so but let's just say it's two people, and we'll divide it in half. So she got half of one hundred and six. She got fifty three dollars worth of benefit um, in the worst case scenario for Duke, based on what we have here. Um, that would be an impermissible benefit. The NCAA would say, no, 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 that is against the rules. However, the penalty for that is the NCAA would say, if you repay that money, the $53, if you repay that money to charity, because they don't want you giving it to the bad guy who paid for your meal, give that money to charity, then Wendell is eligible. So again, to recap, the worst case scenario for Duke here is that Wendell Carter's family has to pay 53 bucks to the charity of their choice. 
Uh, and essentially what Duke said in their statement was, we don't even think he needs to do that. As far as we're concerned, this guy is eligible. This guy and his family did nothing wrong. And it's worth noting that a couple of the other players, families mentioned in Dawkins' expense report have come out and said, I didn't have, I don't know who this guy is. I did not have lunch with him. I didn't have dinner with him. He didn't give me any benefit at all. So there's some question as to whether Dawkins was padding his expense reports. Maybe, maybe he was supposed to meet with the Carter family. So he puts it down on his, on his expense report, even though he didn't actually meet with them. I mean, his boss would be pretty upset if, if he went to Atlanta and didn't meet with Wendell Carter. If this whole thing turns out to be this guy Dawkins making everything up, how amazing would that be? I mean, it, like, he and 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 when you read the the article and and you look at the the images of the expense reports it's it's almost like um it's almost like crime for dummies right? i mean not that not that these are crimes right we're 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 at this point we're really we're we're just talking about i guess potential ncaa violations but the fbi i guess isn't i i, I don't know how it all works but it seems like crime for dummies to me because he's like he has this whole expense report that has full names of all of these recruits who, whose names, when you Google Wendell Carter, when you Google Dennis Smith Jr., you come up with basketball players. Like, it's not like these could just be any random people. Well, on one of them, it says Bam. And we all know that's Bam Adebayo, who, who played right, right, right. Kentucky. And, 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 and so Christian Dawkins, to be like, oh, we'll hide it by calling him Bam. Like no one. Yeah, Christian Dawkins probably doesn't know how to spell Adebayo because it's a tough name. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of vowels in there. But um, it, it, if if the thing turns out to be fake, it's such a hilarious fake because because he, it, it's like he wrote the thing to get caught and to get as many people dragged into it as as he possibly could, because there's all these names, they're all these prominent players, they're all, you know, McDonald's All-Americans, and some of them are, like Dennis Smith, are in the NBA now. Um, it, it's, it, it would be ridiculous. I don't think that's the case. Um, well, I would be willing to bet that people are just, you know, the, I, I don't know, you, you mentioned that um, some folks are saying that they, they've never met this guy or whatever. It's got to just be people covering for themselves and, and kind of freaking out more than, um, than he's just making the whole thing up, right? Uh, so uh, let's be clear about something, because this is an important distinction. And this, by the way, is why I am outraged with some of the coverage, some of the media coverage of this story. The, the allegations that came out today in the Yahoo story fall into two buckets. Bucket one is where Wendell Carter is. Um, and bucket one is the player or a member of his family is named on uh, Christian Dawkins's uh, expense report. Uh, generally, a, a, as having gone to lunch or dinner, and uh, those are all small amounts. You know, they're all meals somewhere between eighty and one hundred and eighty dollars, or something like that. And all of those, like I just said with Wendell Carter, all of those I think are are a whole heap of nothing. The NCAA doesn't really care. They'll ask you if if they determine that you did it, they'll ask you to re, to repay it. But it's not a problem. That's bucket one. Bucket two is a problem. And, and two, wait, talking yeah. about bucket one real quick, that's about half the guys who are mentioned in the article, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. The, the guys who are mentioned in the article who, um, uh, who, who this happened to, I think it's Colin Sexton of Alabama, Wendell Carter. And I'm just talking about active players, current and uh, NCAA players, because to be honest, um, there are a lot of other players listed who are in the NBA right now or who are no longer in the NCAA. And, 
Um, to, to me, it doesn't really matter what happened with them because they, uh, they, they are allowed to meet with agents and the such. Um, and it's not clear that any of them impacted their eligibility by, by being involved with this. So again, it's Colin Sexton of Alabama, Wendell Carter, Kevin Knox of Kentucky. Um, there may be one or two others. Those are just the three sort of biggest names that jumped out as guys whose families had lunch or dinner. So that's bucket one. Can, can I go on now to bucket two? Yes, yes, yes. Go to bucket two because that's the fun stuff. Bucket two is a good deal more serious. Bucket two is players who are listed as having gotten loans on, on Andy Miller's uh, a balance sheet. Andy Miller, the, the, the sports agent who's, who's responsible for all this stuff, has the, one of the documents that leaked is his agency's balance sheet. And he lists outstanding loans to players, many of them NBA players, but many of them college players. Uh, not many, or some of them at least are college players. And those loans, that the NCAA has a much bigger problem with a loan than it does with a meal, um, especially because some of those loans are for big, big dollar amounts. I, I'm talking stuff like Dennis Smith Jr., uh, who went to NC State last year is listed as having gotten um, $73,000 in loans. So Wendell Carter, $53 lunch. Wendell Carter's mom, $53 lunch. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., $73,000. Isaiah Whitehead, who was at Seton Hall, um, got $37,000. There are a number of other players who got pretty large amounts. Bam Adebayo, who we talked about earlier, um, apparently got $36,000. Markel Fultz, number one pick in the draft, apparently got $10,000. Which doesn't seem like enough No, for him. But, but look, if, you, if you're trying to establish a good relationship with the guy, hey, you need a little walking around money? Here's ten grand. Pay me back also, when you Also weird, because isn't his dad an assistant coach? Yeah, uh, so it's all kind of... Anyway. And, and look, <laughs> again, we don't know the dates of the loan. It could be $10,000 after Markel Fultz had exhausted his eligibility, had declared for the NBA. But so there are a few players who are current NCAA players who are listed as having gotten loans. And among them are Miles Bridges of Michigan State, one of the best players in the country, a first-team All-American in all likelihood. Miles Bridges supposedly has $400 of loans. So it seems like next to nothing. But $400? That's just, yeah, that's just like one small part of this. And there may be other documents that indicate more. If I was Michigan State, I'd be really, really worried because $400 is a problem. And then there are a couple guys from USC, including Benny Boatwright um, and Chimizi Mitu or Metu. I'm not sure, but they're both starters for USC um, and they're both double digit scores. These are two of USC's better players. They each got, it looks like, around $2,000 each. So. Those, that's a more serious issue. That's bucket two. Luckily, Duke is not in that bucket at all. And, and this brings me to my outrage with the coverage that we've seen so far, where it immediately says, you know, this impacts players like Colin Sexton and Wendell Carter uh, and, and Kevin Knox. They list these, these prominent players and they go, thousands of dollars was paid to players among the players impacted are, and, and you go, oh, thousands of dollars must have been paid to Wendell Carter. No, that's not what happened. And it's just, it's wrong of these outlets. And I'm blaming primarily ESPN. I just watched SportsCenter 
and and they, they breathlessly were talking about how this is, uh, is this going to change the entire NCAA field this March? Uh, you know, are uh, uh, the, the the report actually showed a montage of Bill Self, Coach K, Roy Williams, Tom Izzo, and John Calipari as they said some of the biggest names in college coaching could find their careers ended because of this. I'm like, uh, are you telling exactly. me? Are you telling me that a $53 meal for Wendell Carter's mom is going to cause Coach K to stop coaching college basketball? It's absurd, and it's it's the worst kind. I'm a journalist. I have been. I, I was at CNN for 20 plus years. After I left CNN, I continued to do journalism for a number of other outlets. I think this is bad, bad journalism that's been going on, and, and it's offensive. Yeah, and and I think that in some way it kind of speaks to the, you know, unfortunate culture around all of NCAA sports and, um, and, and, you know, the, and, and college basketball and, and all this, that, that the whole thing has to be hyped up and it starts with Yahoo, right. With them hyping it up as look at all the big names we're going to catch. Um, and then, and the details are in the article, but I think that the, the clarification um, from a number of, you know, probably smaller outlets on Twitter today where they're digging into like what the NCAA rulebook actually says and stuff like that. It's not like Pat Forty and Pete Thamel couldn't have looked up these things and included them in the article. Um, so it does seem like we're, we're rushing to conclusions and they know that everyone's going to click on it because everybody's rival is <laughs> mentioned in this article. Yeah. So every Carolina fan and every state fan and every Duke fan and every Kentucky, like everybody gets gets riled up about this kind of stuff. So it just makes sure that everybody clicks on the article and everybody comments and shares it. And we have to talk about it um, because it, it's like the only story in college basketball right now. The fact that the fact that Duke waxed Louisville on Wednesday night isn't even part of our conversation today. Uh, we're not going to talk about that till next week because it's not as relevant as this, even though, as you point out, we don't think anything's going to come of this from what we know from this article and from all the, the research that Yahoo did. Um, what, what happened to Wendell Carter is not going to ruin his eligibility. If anything, like, you know, maybe he has to end up sitting out a game while they, while they, no, no, even that isn't going to happen, I think. But, but, sorry, it's let, probably not going to happen. But, but, like, but, like, the, I, I think that's like the most that could happen is that the NCAA's, you know, call center, I guess, is like overwhelmed with all the coaches here having to figure out what's going on with their guys. I'm saying that's like the worst case, well, um, at least as far as we know. Now, there's there's a lot that has not come out yet, and there's a lot we don't know about this exactly. investigation. And as we said, and as we said the other day, and I think we should keep this in mind, the FBI does not care about when the NCAA tournament starts. They don't care about when school happens. They are doing their investigation, and when they are ready, they will you know serve indictments and 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 open up everything that they've learned. And and at those times, we will learn about it. I think that every college basketball fan is kind of on pins and needles every day at this point, waiting for news. And we don't know if what came out today is most of it or if it is just the tip of the iceberg. Well, so there are a couple of things about that that are important to note. Um, first of all, Yahoo says that they viewed hundreds of pages of documents. Um, but are there hundreds of pages or are there thousands of pages? We, we, we don't know, right? Right, right. And, and we also don't know of the hundreds of pages that they viewed, 
how much of it the 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 FBI agent or or lawyer or whoever it was that that provided it to them how much they would allow Yahoo to report on. I mean, if Yahoo has a good source that is feeding them huge, huge stories, and the source says, "Ah, eh, you know what? Take the expense report, but but the other thing." That you have the documents on that that definitively shows you know X and Y got paid fifty thousand a hundred thousand dollars to do this or that we can't do that you can't leak that one yet Yahoo's going to say okay fine and not leak it because they want to maintain their source so all we know is Yahoo viewed hundreds of pages and we've only seen this one so I just want to say that I think it would be wrong for people to dismiss all this as nothing. What we have today is not significant, but it does not mean that there won't be something very significant in the future. And that's the important thing to remember. And I think it is somewhat telling that other folks who would be in the know, um, folks like Andy Katz at ESPN, and, and there are several others who, who all say there's going to be a lot more here. I, I heard a lot of tip of the iceberg kind of stuff today. And maybe it's all those people parroting each other, and maybe it's all those people sort of wanting to believe there's more, or maybe there really is more. I, I am, uh, you know, Mountain Devil on the, on the DBR boards. Mountain Devil is a, one of the finest posters on the DBR. And he, he said that it's troublesome that Duke has been named in 100% of the leaks so far. This being the only leak, and Duke was named in it. But he, he's got a good point. We're, we're in this in some way, and I, I think it'd be wrong for Duke fans to completely dismiss this and say that nothing is going to happen here because something, something could happen. It hasn't, nothing big has happened yet, but it could be something big. And then the other thing I want to point out is um, Andy Miller, the agent, uh, was shunned by a whole lot of schools, a lot of programs. They don't like him because he, he would do anything to get players under his wing. He would encourage kids to turn pro as soon as possible. And most coaches did not like him. But there's a really important, at least to me, important reference in these documents today where, um, uh, where Dawkins, Andy Miller's runner, uh, reportedly, apparently went out to dinner with Tom Izzo at one point and went out to dinner at one point with quote unquote Villanova coaches. Most programs, again, didn't want to have anything to do with Andy Miller. But Tom Izzo was willing to go to dinner with him and the Villanova coaching staff was willing to go to dinner with him. And if I was a fan of Villanova or if I was a fan of Michigan State, the fact that my coaches were having a meal with an unscrupulous agent who was willing to give tens of thousands of dollars to players. Uh, I, I would not be happy about that. So while I think Duke isn't worried at all, uh, for good reason, um, I think Michigan State is probably really worried. I think Villanova is a little bit worried. I think USC is a lot worried. Um, and so, uh, you know, there are programs who, who it looks like really could be impacted by this. And I, and I consider us lucky at this point that what's out there is only a $53 meal for Wendell Carter's mother. I would like to pose a hypothetical to you. Sure. If, if a few months ago, after, after Patino had gotten removed from Louisville, and there were, I believe, five Hall of Fame coaches left. There was Coach K, Izzo, uh, Roy Williams, John Calipari, and 
Bill Self left in the NCAA. Oh, and, and Jim Beheim. Um, would Tom Izzo have been last on your list of most likely to be taken down by the by the now simmering NCAA investigation as of say late October? Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, and he, he is a guy. You know, because one of the reasons why is that. He's always felt like, while Michigan State has always gotten good players, even very, very good players, it's never felt like Michigan State relied on top-tier, super-stud, automatic, one-and-done recruiting the way that Kentucky and Duke and Kansas and, and used to be UNC, um, the, the way those programs did. Um, so well, and, of and, the, and on of the Hall of, of Fame that- coaches, he's sort of the guy who has the reputation for coaching the most uh, and, and i was going to say recruiting. that on, on top of that I, maybe bill self aside he's also the one i think that is like the most universally appreciated or loved throughout the sport like everybody among college basketball seems to like tom Izzo, which is not the case for our coach k or for john calipari or jim Beheim, um, or even probably roy williams at this point um tom is like among it seems the rest of the college basketball community had this sterling reputation and it, the, the punches seem to have kept coming for him. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap it up there because uh, we <laughs> simply, we don't know more at this point. I think we've, I think we've discussed sort of everything that has been out today as of Friday evening. Um, if there are new developments coming in the days and weeks ahead, uh, we'll either fit them into the sort of normal podcast routine where we're, you know, roughly at the beginning of every week. Um, if something comes out and like we have to talk about it, Jason and I and Donald, whichever of us is available, will come on that day and and talk about it as as necessary. So that is our our promise to you, um, the DBR podcast community. So thank you, Jason, and, and, for, and, uh, hey, for know, giving and, for giving us all that background. Sorry, continue. Sure. No, I was gonna say, and <clears throat> we should tell folks if you if you have something specific, some specific question about this, something you you want to add, some comment that you'd like us to make, perhaps. Go ahead and email us at dbrpodcast at gmail.com, dbrpodcast at gmail.com, or post something on the bulletin boards, um, because we start a thread every time we have one of these. Go to the DBR bulletin boards, and we're happy to respond to it, and uh, it may be that you have something that we feel we want that you know needs to go on the podcast. We've used that before. We've used your comments before on this podcast. Interact with us. Let us know what you think, and we will let you know what we think. And And... As in the past, if, if we're able to get uh, journalists who cover the sport and, and cover this stuff um, on with us, we certainly will. So we will bring you as much as we can about this whole story and anything related to Duke basketball as it unfolds. So with that, thank you for tuning into the emergency episode 108 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. For Jason Evans in Atlanta, I am Sam Klein in Denver. Duke band, please take us home.